Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Build, Lead, Succeed, the official podcast of the National Association of Women in Construction. I'm your host, Angela Highland, and I am very excited about today's guest. Mitch Hill is a certified leadership coach, author, and motivational speaker, a fellow NAWIC sister, and a good friend. Hi, Mitch. How are you? I am fantastic. Hi, Angela. Well, I can't believe I finally was able to get you on the show. Uh, we've tried this a couple of times and uh, both of us very busy and you extremely busy, always traveling around and doing what you do. Uh, so I'm really thrilled today. Uh, whenever Mitch and I get together, there is always too much to talk about. Mitch is the owner of Sav Hill Consulting and her tagline is stretch your horizons. I think that fits in quite well with our ongoing mission here on the podcast. So I thought it would be fun to open that up and share this conversation with all of you to see exactly what that means for you and your careers. Before we dive into that, however, I want our listeners to get a little bit of background on you, Mitch. Uh, you've got an interesting story. You started in the construction realm, so I'd like to start there. Uh, I'd like to know how you got into that and then what happened along your journey to becoming a dynamic coach and speaker and author. Uh, well, that is a long story and subject <laughs> of several books. <laughs> <laughs> but you can uh, read some of this in my current book. Uh, I actually started at 18 years old as a singing waitress in New York City. That was my, my first real survival job, I'll say, where I had to work to survive. And uh, that led me into many very exciting and educational years in hospitality eventually becoming a hospitality manager and then a uh, food and beverage director in Beverly Hills. And uh, my husband, whom I met in LA, he and I are both originally East Coasters. So we ended up back in the East Coast where uh, Tampa was our, our spot. And that is when I actually got into the construction industry because coming from a hotel and uh, it was a luxury hotel, on the West Coast, it was a little bit hard at first to find hotel work in uh, Tampa at that time. Now Tampa Bay has some amazing luxury hotels, but mm. back when I first got there, it wasn't so much the case. So I had to stretch my horizons. I had to pivot. I, I had to really change industries. And uh, I became licensed as a community association manager did that for a little bit, but really had a passion for sales and for business development and uh, went from there to becoming a uh, manager in business development and eventually a director, regional director of business development for a construction firm. That is where I met NAWIC, National Association of Women in Construction, which has been one of the most amazing groups to be a part of and such a source of support throughout my different transitions construction <laughs> and yeah. um, and while I was in construction and being a business developer I would teach classes different types of leadership classes to uh, managers 
And I really found that that was where my passion was. And then I met this wonderful woman named Angela Highland. That's me. <laughs> and yes, that's you, Angela. You were such a oh source of inspiration. Gosh. I remember um, people, other Nawick sisters, talking about how proud they were that you had started your own coaching firm and uh, what that what that journey was like. And I remember you and I talking a lot about how can I do what you do. And you were so gracious and laid the pathway out for me. Uh, and so I followed your path and others, uh, speakers that I met through NAWIC as well, who said, this is what you do. This is where you sign up. This is what you should learn. And just a few years later, I was starting my own, my own coaching and speaking practice at Hill Consulting. And that, that was a uh, the beginning it started really you prompted that the dream was there the vision was there but you helped me to kind of solidify that vision and so now I help others my passion is to help others stretch their horizons and find what really ignites their fire if they're not doing what they're passionate about then it is my passion to help them find what that is and then map out the strategies to getting there and that's really what what that's living the dream for me. I'm living the dream right now. <laughs> you are. You are living the dream. And I will tell you, it's always so inspiring. Um, I remember when you and I met and I remember us talking about that. And I remember you coming to me and saying, how do I get to be a coach? And, um, you know, we discussed that. And then all of a sudden you were off and running, you know, and at the same time, my path did not shake out the same, um, you know, uh, as much as I want, I started down that road. And for whatever reason, you know, COVID came along and I just, I couldn't make it happen. <laughs> I just couldn't. But I think now, you know, being on the other side, my path was going in a different direction on purpose. And it's interesting because now I'm, uh, you know, a director of project, project management here at this company because um, COVID, I just um, had to go back to work. But now I'm in a role where I am doing the exact same work with a team of 40 people. So I am teaching them and helping them with their leadership and helping them stretch their horizons. And I'm able to do mentoring and you know, teach workshops and classes and all of these things. You know? So it's just a different, I ended up where I wanted to be. I just took a different path. So it's pretty cool. I've, I've loved to see your trajectory. I've been keeping an eye on you. I, I follow you on social media. And even though you moved out of the area, I love watching you go. It's just incredible. Uh, and you're always so up and positive and you bring so much to so many people. So kudos to you for your journey and just going after it. Thank you so much. And, and I want to comment on your shift in path, I think it's so wonderful when the path does shift and takes us in a direction where we didn't expect to go, but then we find ourselves there thinking, ah, this is where I belonged all along. I mean, it happened to be in my story and, and anyone who has read my book, Volad, uh, How to Turn Roadblocks into Roadways to Success, or will read the book, hopefully we'll, we'll get the journey but that's one of the takeaways a lot of people uh, get from reading my book is that, oh, so sometimes you can go on a path, you can do all the things, check off the boxes, and suddenly you end up somewhere else. And at first you might even think, 
it's a tragic shift, but then somehow a little bit of ways down the road, you go, ah, yep. this is where I was supposed to be all along. Yep. <laughs> That's right. And that's exactly what happened. You know, I, I was feeling very low. I was like, man, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And, you know, you, I own my own subcontracting company for 15 years. I've always just kind of gone out and tackled and done whatever. And I couldn't make that work. And I, I was, it, it really got me down because I knew I was capable of it, but for whatever reason, just things kept happening. And, you know, you beat yourself up and you're like, oh, well, if you really wanted it, you'd have gotten out there more, you know, all those silly conversations in your head. But uh, now I look back and I went back to my roots, back, uh, you know, to where the relationships that I had built and uh, now had a different perspective on it. And um, one thing just very quickly, and I ended up here and I'm exactly where I should be doing exactly what I should be doing. So it is, uh, it's, it's an interesting take on that, right? So you, um, you've been, like I said, said earlier, you've been so successful. And I know you've been doing a lot of work within NAWIC, helping women in construction stretch their horizons, right? Because again, right. I just love that line. <laughs> Why did you choose that as your tagline? What a wonderful question. Do you know that nobody has asked me that until now? I love that you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> because as you know, a logo and a tagline, uh, it takes a lot of thought mm -hmm. and I wanted my company to stand for really my passion, which is taking somebody from where they are and getting them to look past their roadblocks or look beyond what they think they cannot do. I'll say that again, What beyond what they think they cannot do. So there's what yeah. they think they can do. And then just a little bit beyond that is what they think they cannot do. Oh, I can do this, but oh, I'll never be able to do that over there. And it has to do with that voice you were talking about, that voice, that inner voice. That's that, right. Um, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you're too old for that. Oh, really? At this point, you want to start that? I mean, I started my business and three months later... 2020, you know, really when I walked away from my corporate six-figure corporate income job to start my business was January 2020. I mean, who would have planned for three months later, the whole world shutting down, right? Yeah. Talk about roadblocks. <laughs> for sure. Stretch Your Horizons came from the vision of helping people do just that, take them from where they, what they think they could do and pushing them just a little bit further or maybe just a lot further but it also comes from the vision of my sacred place. And I think everybody should have their sacred place, whether that be a church, a garden, whatever is sacred, whatever's your thinking meditative spot. For me, it is the beach. And so even as a teenager, I lived in Miami and New York. When I was in Miami, I lived near the ocean. And whenever I was stressed out, I would just go sit on the sand and look out at the horizon and something about the beach, the water, the combination of that sky and ocean, that line, that horizon line used to make me feel more calm and, and like I could, oh, okay, I can overcome this adversity. And so it, it all kind of goes together, stretch, stretch your horizons. And, and lastly, I do a lot of work in the DEI, you know, area right now. And that DEI space really, really is about getting people to stretch their horizons, getting people mm -hmm. to think outside of their boxes. 
I believe that if people just thought outside the box and opened up their minds a little bit more, we could get along better, we could cooperate, and then most of the world's problems would be solved. <laughs> that easy, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it would be that easy. But I, I love that take on it because, uh, you know, starting your own business and doing something new, even though you're bringing skills in that are very inherent to you, you still have to find a way to make the most impact through your marketing, right? Oh, yes. you're not a big company. So you have to find creative ways to get yourself out there. And so I, I do love your logo. It's got that scene with the bird. And it shows like with the story that you just said, you just told me, you know, it shows that that company is every part of you. Right. And, yes. and that just that carries through in your marketing. So I think that's pretty incredible. Um, so let's talk about we as women, what can we do in our careers to lean into that stretch? That's another great question. I just did a workshop in Atlanta for my neighborhood sisters in Atlanta. And we talked about self-sabotage and we talked about one of the chapters in my book that is about vampire personalities. Mm. Those, those other voices, the external ones outside of us that tell us you can't or you shouldn't, or they're not even that openly, um, they don't even that openly stop us. They, they, it's like, huh, are you really, right? Are you mm -hmm. sure you want to do that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you have to push against that and you have to push against your own negative voice. And well, how do you do that? Sounds easy, right? But it, so the one thing you can do is, well, one, surround yourself with other women who are doing it other women who are succeeding, other women who can show you the example that it can be done. Something about that human brain, right? That we, we first, we need That's somebody right. to set the record to know that we, we can break the record, right? So what we, we, we believe what we receive. Mm, I love that. We believe, right? We believe what we receive. So if you're constantly receiving certain messages from the people around you, the media around you, the, the podcasts you listen to, right? You're going to start believing. And, they, and if those voices are very limiting, you're going to start to feel limited. But if you start to listen to, read, uh, hang with others who are limitless or who are doing what you think can't be done, but look, they, they're proof that I can do it. So that helps, right? That's one step, right? The yeah. second step is to, I always say, uh, the fear of failure, right? Handling the fear of failure. What if I fail? And to that, I say, then fail hard, darn yes. it. So fail <laughs> so that you know for sure that wasn't it for you, right? Yeah. And, and, and also that failure is not the worst case scenario. The what if is the worst case scenario, right? Dying with the what ifs. What if I would have? What if I would have tried? What if I would have gone for that opportunity? So what? Go for a fail and then you know, right? So those are those are two steps. And then the third step is to remember that confidence, a lot of people come to me as a coach and they say, I want help with confidence. And I want to say, well, here's my magic wand. Boom, yeah. I want confidence, right? <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Yep. Confidence comes from a string of successes. Confidence comes from a string of repeated successes. So dip your toe in, get get a little success, and feel that, 
really acknowledge it, have it, internalize that, and then go the next little step and the next little step. And in enough steps, you're going to feel like, oh, I can run. And then yes. oh, I can fly. <laughs> well, That's now. right. It's baby steps, right? And I think the fear sometimes holds people back and they don't ever even try. And just getting out there and doing a little bit of it, of it is a success. And if you fail, I say, you know, you fail forward, right? You just, you're, it may knock you down, but you just keep getting back up and keep trying again. Don't let the failure stop you from trying again, because there's cases upon cases in history of very successful people that failed their entire lives and didn't even reach success until they were much older. So, you know, but you have to, you, you have to just keep going, right? What other obstacles uh, do you think we should be aware of like what else could we see coming down the pike that might limit us in in reaching out and going for those goals so when we're talking women specifically and i'm sure you've seen this as a coach as well uh, and i'm not saying that men can't have this issue but i see it more prevalent in women uh, one thing is that we tend to overreach ourselves we tend to say yes to more then we can actually comfort, comfortably handle because we, we want to show that we can do everything. And the truth yeah. is that you cannot do it all. That's right. Maybe you can, but not all at the same time. <laughs> nope. So it's boundaries. I mean, I think one of the, the biggest things I help my clients with as a coach is finding, guarding, and really pushing those boundaries, right? Setting up the boundaries of saying, Look, I would love to say yes, but I don't have the bandwidth. And understanding that saying no doesn't mean you're failing somebody. Saying yeah, no that's huge. To do. Mm -hmm. This is huge. And I see this all the time. This is a problem with women that are actually, they already have a good amount of confidence, right? They're out there, they're doing their thing, they're making their thing happen. And they do overextend themselves and they, they end up with a platter instead of a plate, right? Yes. Guilty. And, and yes, me too. <laughs> because you, you do start having these thoughts in your head of, well, I have to keep this up, right? I've set the standard and I have to keep going. Or you have somehow wrapped your value into the amount of things that you can do because you think that that makes you better or more important somehow. And that you're going to disappoint people if you say no or or, or or take your foot off the gas. Everybody's going to go, what's, what's wrong with Mitch? All of a sudden, she's not in five different cities in five different days. Something must be wrong, right? So yeah. we play these mind games with ourselves. So I, I, I totally can uh, totally get that. Yeah, they, they, and, and that's really funny. You said that, you know, the value. I love what you said about wrapping value around how much you can do especially in a men, in men populated. I love my, my good friend, Christy Stewart, who says right, male populated. Men, men populated, not That's men right. dominated, right? Men populated industry. I think a lot of the women feel that if they don't take on more than the man next to them, that they won't be seen yeah. as valuable or that they have to take on more in order to be on equal playing field, which is not truth. 
And that might be apparent truth, ladies, but it is not the truth. And that's when I help them and kind of stretch their horizon and help them have those tough conversations with their bosses or even with their spouses that says, I cannot do these five things. I need you to take that on. I need to delegate this. And then I can have more time to find out what really inspires me. What do I want to be doing? Or I never even thought I had the right to ask myself that question. Yes, you do. Uh, Have the right to ask yourself what energizes me, what inspires me, what do I want to be doing with my life? Yeah, because if you're doing too many things, that dilutes the things that you really could be putting your power behind. Uh, right. You know, there's a prioritization, right? I teach a, a prioritization class that talks about not just your time management, right? We do talk about that, but we talk about how to prioritize those things. And we run ourselves through a priority matrix that basically, and at the bottom says, if you do not have to be doing that, and it is not that important, then that's a hard no, right? Yes. If you if you don't have to be doing that and it is important, find somebody else to do it. You don't have to be the one and save the stuff that you have to do or you want to be the one to do, save those for yourself and then prioritize from there. And I find that a lot of women realize, okay, yep, boundaries is a perfect word for it, Mitch. I love that you use that because we're always talking about how to set boundaries for other people. Oh, they need to set boundaries, but we need to set boundaries for ourselves, like internally, right? We have to do that for ourselves. So as I mentioned earlier, you are an author, very exciting stuff. Uh, So, so cool. When I first saw you doing that, I was like, yep, check. Next great thing to do. Your book is called Volar. I cannot roll my R's to say it. V-O-L-A-R, Volar. Uh, How to turn roadblocks into into runways to success. Uh, Again, another great title for a book. So Talk to me about volar and what that means. And you, you get better. So, Sam practicing. You sound so volar. You say that volar. Volar. <laughs> volar in Spanish means to fly. So back to that concept of flying. I think you see a pattern here, right? I'm a little I obsessed do. with spreading my wings and flying. Yeah. Yep. But volar is also an acronym because, as you know, speakers we just love acronyms. And the acronym is great for presenting. Absolutely. (laughs) To be real, it was the way that I was able to learn it all through my school. I was a really good uh, acronym maker. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And it's a five-step formula. Basically, it's a five-step formula for achieving even the seemingly impossible goal despite adversity. And the book gives a lot of examples of adversity, some of which I had to overcome myself, some of which my clients have had to overcome that seemed insurmountable. And yet using the formula, you can get through it. And the V is for vision, which you know, it's where it all begins. If you don't have a vision, you have that specific drawings, you can erect a building. So the vision is really where it starts and clarifying that vision and being really honest and clear about what it is that you want to achieve. The O is for opportunity. When it comes to the door, I say, raise your hand and say, si, por favor. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Which, as women, we struggle with sometimes. 
right? That's, that's, and you teach a class also on imposter syndrome. So I know that you help a lot of women through the imposter syndrome, the, the thing that tells us, the voice again, that tells us don't reach, don't, yes. don't raise your hand to that opportunity. The L is for lean on your resources. The A is for actualize a plan. I like the word actualize because it infers action. Yes. And the R, the R is really important. Uh, and especially in light of what we've, I think, all learned through COVID, the R is for recalibrate when necessary. Mm, that's uh, the big piece time. right there. <laughs> yep, shift happens. That's right. <laughs> it does. It does. And I have found this time and time again, right? Um, I also, in another thing that I teach, you know, smart goals, right? The specific and the, the all the thing we teach this, we teach this, but I teach one and, and it adds, it's actually smarter. Ooh. We add the E and the R, E for evaluate and R for revise as needed, because you never know you can set out the best plan and have the best vision and the best goal. And you, it can be specific and it can be realistic. It can be all these things. But like you said, shift happens. And now what are you going to do? Things didn't turn out exactly like you thought. So now you need to evaluate where you're at. Are you on the right track? Are you getting the things that you need? And then R, revise as needed. Exactly. I think it's brilliant that you've taken those five key things to help women and people in general, not necessarily women, right? Right. Teams, to be able, yeah. Too. I mean, I have executives yeah. that I coach that are trying to get a team wrapped around a vision and they say, mm -hmm. well, I don't know how to get everybody, you know, uh, to actualize a plan. And I'm like, well, have you found out what about the vision first off inspires and motivates them or if it motivates them at all? Oh no. And I'm like, well, you've skipped a couple of steps. You got to go back and lead with the vision. And my coaching clients hear me say that a lot. Lead with vision. Clarify the vision. Then go through what are the opportunities here? Then what are the resources we might not be leaning on? Okay, now that I know what my opportunities and resources are, now we can go to the plan, right? A lot of times, yes. they just want the plan. Let's, let's jump into the plan. And I'm like, eh, 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 you're, not, yeah, you're not there yet. Step back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I find a lot, uh, you know, even in the role that I'm in now, that's a lot of, I stepped in, uh, kind of landed here a little by accident. Um, I came in as uh, the director of a program and then my boss left the company and I ended up being promoted to director of all project management. And what the very first thing I did, I automatically went into that mode of assessing where we were at, why are we having the difficulties that we were, were having? And I could immediately see because of my training conversations you and I have had, you know, where they don't know what the vision is, right? They, they are, they've grown so fast. They haven't been able to take a minute to communicate this to the team and look at what opportunities and focus on those opportunities and 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 lean in and do all of these things that you're talking about and so you're right it works for one person or it can work for a whole team of people on any level right absolutely, absolutely. if you're shooting for success that's uh so how how has it been going with your book and you've been out there speaking about Bollard have you gotten a lot of great reception to it 
Oh, yes. Fantastic. Uh, and I had, I was really blessed and honored to have the um, senior VP of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning wrote an, a really nice uh, commendation for the book, a praise for the book that was included in the book. And, and one of my friends who works in sports out there in LA as well. Uh, Fantastic. I know it's really cool. Cause you, you know, when you write a book, you think it's good. Actually, that's not true. A lot of times you write and rewrite and rewrite and you still think, <laughs> is this garbage? Am I correct? It was so fun, <laughs> right? So you put it out there and it's really scary to, to ask for that first feedback. And especially with somebody, you know, that, that I really admire to say, I'm going to send you my book. If you hate it, that's totally cool. But if you find value in it, would you please kindly write me a little word of praise for the book? So to receive that back and, and it be good, you're like, oh, it's not garbage. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. That is a great quite a kudos, right? Because in a world where it seems like everybody's putting out a book, uh, it's really nice to get that recognition. And um, what a great um, addition just to your whole skill set. You're an author. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I say it was like birthing a baby, baby weight and all. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't thought about that. But uh, yeah, I guess we could I guess that could happen, especially during COVID. Did you write it during COVID? That's right. Well, and you, and as you know, that, that first year, that 2020, not only was I working on a book, but I was asked to deliver a TED Talk. And the TED Talk- Oh, that's talk, right. Yes. Wow. Talk about imposter syndrome, because mm. I always aspired to do a TED Talk, but I figured it would come much later in my career. So when the opportunity came to me, I had all kinds of fears. I had all kinds of doubts and I had those voices, right? Inside Mm -hmm. saying, are you sure? Or what do you have to say that anybody cares about? Or do you have any ideas that are, you know, innovative and different or? (laughs) Oh, but you did it. And and you were able to quiet them down. Sometimes you just got to quiet them down. You got to keep moving forward. And your TED talk was great. I watched it and I was, I'm telling you, it was like such a proud moment. It's like, oh my gosh, Mitch has got a, she's got a TED talk. It was fantastic. Had to be a great experience for you. Thank you. It was, it was phenomenal, but it, again, it called that a call to that, that talk of the inner voice. And the funny thing, talking to, to the Nawick Atlanta ladies, just a few weeks back, uh, we coined a phrase that um, I, it, it was, F that voice. Mm-hmm. And now they've started to go hashtag FTV, hashtag FTV. People are like, what is hashtag FTV? And I said, Oh, I like that. <laughs> you know, that voice, uh, I, I'll say this because in podcast land, I don't think that there is any like uh, commission that's going to bleep this out. I call it the community of assholes. That's what's going on up here. There's like a yes. whole community and they, they get the different voices from your childhood, from people, you know, around you um, that, that you're just sort of channeling that into your head and, uh it can really talk you out of some very good stuff if you let it. And you do have to find a way to just shut that voice down and go, you know what, you over there, I'm, I'm on a mission right now. I'm going to go for this. And I don't, you, 
you are not needed right now. <laughs> Say yes, that for another time. Yes. And it is, it can be very hard for women. We're very hard on ourselves. Uh, we want to do the best that we can. We want to conquer the world. We want to be of service. We want to use our skills and show that we are, you know, capable of doing anything, right? And I think many know that. I think a lot of times, you know, we, when we talk about we want to be equal, I don't want to be equal. I want to be different because we are different and our talents are different, but that makes us on an even playing field. We all bring those different talents to the table, right? And That's it right. takes all of that together to, to make something, you know, it never should be too heavily weighted. You know, there should be equity for all, right? That's right. Envision equity. That's, that's um, our new tagline or it was this. this that's year. right. And that voice also, that voice is not just the voice that tells us not to, or that stops us from reaching, but the voice also keeps us stuck. Sometimes. Yes. So sometimes it's a voice that says, you're lucky to be here. You shouldn't complain. That's the yeah. other voice, right? That's almost more insidious. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm lucky to have this job and I'm overwhelmed, but I shouldn't complain. And so at that voice, no, if you feel overwhelmed, if you don't have balance, if they put too much on your plate, when the guy next to you has half of your workload, yes, you have the right to walk in there and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. But, oh, I should say, and, and be ready to list out your terms. Be ready to say, these are the things I would like to negotiate, get off my plate. These are the things I would like to keep because I do them well, have your case. I always say, bring the data, show everything that show, everything you've been doing, everything that's on your calendar, show, show your workload, present your case, negotiate for yourself, you know, and, and forget about that voice that says, oh, you shouldn't complain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about skills for a minute, because this is a really key piece, as you know, to be able to grow and stretch, often we've got to grow our skill set too. That's the other side of this. We can't just get this all ramped up and going. We also have to add to our skills so that we have the ability to, to lean in there. So when it comes to, um, you know, what do you think is the most important skill needed to go out? Like, do you think there's one skill? Do you think it's a few skills? What does that look like? It depends on what they are trying to go for. You know, when I clarified my vision and I knew I wanted to be a coach and I wanted to be a speaker, you know, speaker slash corporate trainer, because really I love the corporate training. I, you know, that I asked you, what classes do I need to take? What program do I need to sign up for? What organizations? Because a lot of people miss the importance of joining a professional organization, something mm -hmm. like Nawit something like, you know, um, meeting professionals international, which I'm also on the board of these professional organizations that offer education and even certification and whatever it is that you're trying to reach for, you know, signing up for things like that, finding out what do I need to do to fill the skills gap. But first again, vision, right? What is your vision? And then we can work out. So what skills do you need? Now, what mm. skills do I think everybody needs? How to engage? clients and teams, just basic engagement skills, public speaking skills would help as well. And uh, I, you know, that I'm a big fan of the, the DISC behavioral 
style, this behavioral profiling system, like knowing a little bit of something about people's different behaviors so that you can engage people differently because not yes. everybody wants to be engaged the same way. Not everybody yes. has the same communication style. So I think that the more you can learn about different behavioral and communication styles around you, increase your emotional intelligence, increase mm -hmm. your cultural intelligence. All of those things will help you no matter what you do. If you're yes. a person, if you're a parent, if you're a leader, if you're going to you know, open up your own business, you have to know about engaging people. You have to know how to deal with different personalities and you have to know how to communicate effectively. I think those three things, and you can find that through NAWIC, you can find that through a professional organization such as NAWIC, you can find that by, you know, joining, joining a class online, there's so much now, there's yeah. so much at our fingertips. That there is, there's so much access, right, especially COVID, there was all kinds of free things going on, and I was, the coaching that I was doing during that time, I was telling all of my clients, there is free everything right now. Go learn. Go if there is something that you're wanting to learn. Go figure it out, uh, because this is a great time to add to your skill set. Because when we come out on the other side of this thing, things are going to be way different. We all might be looking at different opportunities, um, and and you, it's a great time for you to add to your skill set so that you can go after and get what you want. I I love what you said about disc, and it's funny because I wanted to bring this up with you because. Um, we both are certified in DISC, and but we've done it differently. You you go through a different organization than I do, but the tenants are still the same. And I would love to have a future conversation with you just about working with different personalities because I say this all the time to people around here in my office. I say, you know, the reason why you're having a hard time with that guy is not because he's a jerk. It's because he approaches things differently than you. So once you figure out what he wants and how he needs it, you will have a, you'll be able to build a better relationship with him. And they look at me like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then I'm like, we're doing disc. We're doing disc. Like I keep threatening them with that. And they're like, okay, well, when? Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to do it? it? Well, I am. And, and, and that's one of the things that we've been talking about around here. I think probably here in the next month or two, we're going to break it out because it is so important for teams, number one, as you know, uh, to have a team to work cohesively. They have to know where each other is coming from, right? And it's not just so easy to say, oh, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. It's not like that. It's um, it is good to have that compassion, but you also have to have an understanding of how that person works internally. That's right. And be able to approach them and have ex exactly like you said, that emotional intelligence to know, okay, this guy, he needs data. I better not come back to him unless I have the data that he needs to make a decision because otherwise he just gets mad. Okay, now I know this about this person and I can move forward with that. So we definitely need to have that conversation because we could do a whole podcast just on that. And, it, and, it, and people love it because I teach, I do a lot of speaking, even when I'm speaking DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, I speak about DISC because it's important when you're having, they say, how do I have an uncomfortable conversation? Well, in order to have an uncomfortable conversation, you got to know who you're speaking to. You have to learn how to adapt your communication style to the communication style that you're speaking to. 
and people just they they eat it up they love this because they recognize themselves they recognize their spouse as i'm going through it they recognize their children and, and how their children are different yes so yes please let's come back and have one and for those of you who are listening that don't know because i don't like to um, throw out a term that's technical and people don't understand but disc is a behavioral profiling system there's a lot of them out there they're all great I like this because I think it's very simple to train and it's very quick. I do too. Quick clues, right? And um, the D just stands for dominant style, the I for inspiring or influential, the S is the steadiness style, and the C is the compliant. And even those, depending on who's teaching this, might might be a little bit different, but that's basically it, D-I-S. Yeah, Yeah, they're all the same. Um, They just, they kind of approach it in the training a little bit differently, but that's exactly right. So yes, we're going to set that for a future one. So more what advice? Yes, more to come. I love that. More Mitch. Uh, what advice would you give for emerging professionals, emerging leaders even, who are just getting started out in their journey? Uh, you know, it can be very intimidating having a new role with some authority behind it. What advice would you give to them to help them thrive? Well, I will say when I started to focus on my business and COVID closed the world down, I did something that some people thought was counterintuitive, but I knew was going to be the key to my success. I invested in a coach. I hired a coach because I knew what I didn't know and I knew what I knew and and I knew that I had to put it together somehow. And hiring a coach really was the key to the success of my business. So invest in yourself, invest in coaching, invest in training, invest in, again, like we said, sign up for a professional organization that will help you even through masterminding, through talking to others who are doing what you're doing, learn from people who have done what you've done, talk to people who you think are really successful and ask them, what was the key to your success? Take them out to coffee, say, hey, can I buy you a coffee and pick your brain? about you know what what you did to get to where you are don't be afraid to ask questions invest in your learning and in growing always growing your skill set i like it i think that that is spot on uh mitch you are just you've made my day you are the (laughs) best i'm so glad you came and did this with me i wish you every continued success in your journey Uh, And I want to thank you because this has been just the best conversation. Um, So if the listeners want to learn more about you and what you have to offer, how can they reach you? So LinkedIn, I I always say I live on LinkedIn. I'm on all the other social media channels, but I really love LinkedIn as a professional uh, way to share information and tips and tricks and videos and things like that. So if you find me on LinkedIn, Mitch Savoie, and that's S-A-V as in Victor, O-I-E, S-A-V-O-I-E, Mitch Savoie Hill. Uh, that's one way. But you can just really literally put yourself on my calendar if you want to chat with me through my website. And that's savhillconsulting.com. Perfect. I hope everybody goes right now and checks you out because they need to know Mitch Hill and learn more about what you do. That's awesome. And get a copy of your book because it's it's a good one. So voladnow.com, uh, by the way. Voladnow.com. Oh, it has its own website? Yes. You. 
I love it. Well, thank you again, Mitch. Um, we this has been great. And we for sure will reconnect and uh, set something up in the future. Thank you, Angela, for having me and for being so gracious. Thank you. Oh, you're wonderful. Uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsor and partner, TouchPlan, uh, leading constructing planning software that makes project outcomes more predictable and profitable. It delivers approachable, progressive job site data and analytic solutions that transform construction into a more collaborative, transparent, and predictable process. And as always, thank you to the listener for joining me today. That's all for now, but just remember, we are just getting started.